The Mixed Bag on the After Reality Podcast Network. He is the coordinator of awesome, Will Simmons. And he wishes he was in Probe's Posse, Spencer Gitley. And this is After Reality. Welcome back to the Mixed Bag Podcast on the After Reality Podcast Network, presented to you by our partners at Fantasy for Reality. Fantasy, the number four, reality.com, where they have fantasy games live right now for Bachelor in Paradise, Survivor, and the Challenge, Ride or Die. And all those shows we'll be talking about this week here on the network. So check out those pods as well. But as for this one, it's the Mixed Bag. We're talking Survivor, maybe some of our Bravo favorites. Um, anyhow, without further ado, well, what is the good work? Oh, it has been a challenging, you the quotes, week <laughs> with uh, Survivor and the challenge this week. Um, I feel like we're in a good spot with, with these challenge shows right now. So uh, Survivor has been, I feel like, really, really good. Like, I feel like the last few seasons have been really good, but this season's been, like, really fun to watch. Yeah, it, there's a lot of good stuff on right now. I know you're not, not watching Paradise, but Paradise is really entertaining. There's a lot of train wrecks happening over there. I've heard. I've heard it's taken on more of a uh, Love Island approach than usual. Tiny bit, um, yeah. But it's it's been a really good watch. There's been a lot of drama. Kate and I break, broke that down on the podcast that went up yesterday. Here, like Survivor and the Challenge, obviously our favorites. Those are or staples. I think Below Deck Med is really solid right now. Obviously, you know I like the Winter House, Summer House um, thing. So I mean, th- things are cooking. And since we're talking mixed bag, I brought it up beforehand. The Surreal Life is back after like a decade of being gone. Yeah. On, uh, it's on VH1. There's been a one, two-hour episode, like episodes one and two have come on. Dennis Rodman is on, among others. Uh, so I'm, I haven't watched it yet. I'm excited to check it out, see if it is any good. Uh, yeah. I mean, when I saw the preview for it, I was like, wait, am I watching like a throwback here? And I was like, Frankie Muniz, Dennis Rodman. I feel like I've seen them on a, or some kind of show like this before. And I'm like, yeah. Then I realized it's a whole new season. So I mean, let's be honest. Some uh, there's not very many uh, original ideas in entertainment. Much movies, TV shows seem to all just come full circle at some point. So seems like about the right time for it. <laughs> Foofy foof. We need, that's what we need. We need Flava Flav and Brigitte. Yeah. What a vanilla, vanilla Ice, Peter Brady, supermodel that he maybe married after that show. <laughs> Danny Bonaduce, remember that? Oh, Danny yeah. Bonaduce was and- such a Oh, and then he got his own show after rehab, like the rehab shows, and yeah. Well, and then there was very Bonaduce, very Bonaduce, Breaking Bonaduce, Breaking Bonaduce, yeah, Breaking yeah. Bonaduce, yeah. Very Cavallari was the, the yeah the one I was thinking, right. which right, was right, also right. great TV if you like Jay Cutler. Um, anyhow, let's get started with Survivor. Before we do that, though, do you want to remind everybody where they can find us on the interwebs? Uh, but of course, find us on Twitter at After Reality Pod, like the After Reality TV podcast page on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at After Reality Podcast, subscribe or download them, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, or Stitcher, and check out the website, AfterRealityPodcast.com. So we didn't, no pod last week, right? And it, it was a pretty good episode on, on, on Survivor. Mm-hmm. We had um, the Mer... Mer- Mergatory, Mergatory. I don't know the proper pronunciation of that, where we were kind of not quite merged, but we were working towards it. But everybody was together. And Ellie got blindsided last week. I I was kind of surprised that that happened. It's the second time this season, like things have kind of gone sideways real fast. I don't know what your thoughts were on, on Ellie's dismissal. I was very happy to see her go. She was playing the game too hard, too fast. And the Gable, Gabe Gator, what do they call him? The Gable the, Dial. The Alligabler. Alligabler, yeah. Uh, snuck up and got her. 
Um, he was our sneaky, you know, uh, like kind of like underlying pick for the season. Um, and he's come strong the last few weeks, but uh, I was happy to see her go. I, I like, I, I appreciated what she was trying to do, but like she tried to push it too fast as soon as they, they did their uh, pseudo merge here. So um, yeah, it happens. Yeah. And you'd think these super fans would know like, and and maybe it's just too hard to tell yourself to not play. Yeah. Hard. Uh, I think they may, there might've been some foreshadowing on this week's episode. The person didn't go home this week but might be some foreshadowing of them playing a little too hard going into next week. Do you have any thoughts or guesses on who I'm referring to? Uh, Jesse. I, I thought Noel who, was Oh, Noel. Of, oh, right, right, right. Yes. It was yes, kind yes. of, kind of running around be like, Hey, like this is what's going on. We should vote this person. This, and then, yeah. then she has her nice moment challenge, which I really like Noel. Um, yeah. And I was like, no, stop playing so hard. Like you're, you're, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't want to be the, the communication conduit. And yeah. unless you are just that likable, um, yeah. then, then maybe you are where like, Hey, I know that I can make friends with people, but what I would be looking to do right now is to try and to make an ironclad, like partnership, which is like one other person. Yeah. Try to play the middle, try to never be seen together and try to vote as a, as a swing mm-hmm. where, to where you could have a two person swing each week, as opposed to a one person swing. And you, and, and you can maybe bounce around, not a line, but do the voting blocks kind of thing. And, it's harder, yeah. to tr- harder to track too. That's kind of what I, I'd be looking for a partnership right now and not an alliance. Yeah, true. Especially since these teams are so newly merged together. It's like who really knows anything about each other outside of the teams that they're on. And even those teams are fracturing at a rapid pace here because they realize, oh shit, we're going to get burned if we keep them around at this point, which is honestly, I feel like this team, this group of people are way more aware of those people that are making those moves than usual, which I don't know if it's sloppy gameplay which I feel like it, I think it leans more towards sloppy that everyone kind of finds these things out at the same time. Cause it's like, wait, 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 you just went and talk to everyone here. Like how am I supposed to ignore that? So, um, but uh, I feel like they're actually going after the, 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 the top people pretty quickly, or at least cutting off pieces of those top people to, uh, to kind of even the playing field moving forward. So I, I appreciate the aggressiveness, but it's funny how the most aggressive people are going out first rather than sticking around. So it's like no information is sacred here this season. None, none. Very little, I, I'm trying to think, is there anything out there that no one knows about? And I don't know if there is. I don't is. think so. I mean, like literally how many idols have been exposed? How many uh, advantages have been exposed? I mean, it's like in this episode, which we, you know, we'll get to, they literally swapped all of their advantages with each other to avoid anyone knowing who actually had them. And one so, went home. Yeah the, the, <laughs> yeah. the one exception is I think Carla has an idol and I, it doesn't seem to be something that's talked about real often. So I don't know if uh, that, that one is more secretive. Uh, I think you may, may be right on that, but yeah. But then, know, you, it, then you have things like Gabler, who t- tells us this week my my idols expired. Yeah, straight up. There's a lot of openness about this season, which is in- interesting because we never usually get that. Usually, there's someone holding out on everybody, and it's like, no, nope, everyone kind of knows. Um, yeah, and yeah, that, no, it's been good. It's been we, we, I mean, we, we saw that openness this week when Janine, who was Ellie's closest ally, is like running around like. Trying to yeah. to smooth things over with everyone, like, hey, I think this is what's good for my game, blah blah blah. Um, and like, it's interesting. You, you mentioned it a moment ago, but it's interesting that these tribes, these small factions, have blown up immediately. Like, the, this Baka Five was was blown up by by Gabler. Ellie went home. Owen kind of like isn't super pleased about it. Um, and then, but right away, we, we mentioned advantages. Like. Uh, well, not quite yet, but 
we had to start playing right away. And there's this idea of, hey, paint a tribe flag, but it's actually like, hey, you need to pick pairs and yeah. to go play this challenge. But oh, by the way, only one of you is going to win and align yourself in six pairs. And I, it's a very cautious group this season that doesn't want to like, yeah, stick they, their neck out, which is, which is a bit atypical for Survivor. Usually people are like, hey, you, we're together, right? Do you think that's because some of the type A personalities have already been eliminated at this point? Or like you just didn't have a lot of them in this group? Maybe both. Yeah, I, I, I mean, but Cody's definitely a type A, but he seems to know when to, mm-hmm. to lay off. And, and, and he did here. And I mean, I don't hate, hate the way they did it. No, it's it's more fair, and honestly, for there's so many fractures in this group. It, like for Virginia, Janine, especially, it's like if she'd go on a limb and start, I want Cody on my team. It's like, oh, you're just trying to save your ass. Like it's like looks a different desperation where it's like, let's just even the playing field for everyone here and make sure we're we're all kind of playing in the same sandbox. Um, I think it was smart to not rock the boat, especially since people are so unaware of who's with who at this point because people are getting blindsided left and right. <laughs> yeah. the the pairs end up being Owen and Gabler, Cody and Dwight, Noel and Sammy. Carl and Cassidy, Ryan and James, and Jesse and Janine. All pretty equitable, uh, in my opinion. I, it, you couldn't have probably drawn it up any more even. Uh, challenge is three stages. You have to make a cut uh, each time. That The first stage was really hard. The the net, mud pit, the twisted net. I don't think we've ever seen that twisted net before. And I mean, it, it was so hard that it, that it kind of, uh, not kind of, but it, it ate uh, poor Noel and her detached leg, uh, yeah. as well as Carla, like ate them alive. Actually, it wasn't Carla. Uh, who was, there was a second person that, that didn't make it through. Janine was the other one. Janine, that they had, they yeah. had, I thought they were going to have to cut him out. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was wild. It was like kind of like being eaten by a snake. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Just, just wrapped up in a, in a cocoon. Yeah. I like the amount of mud you're going through. It's, uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah. It, it ended up being Carla and Cassidy winning that first leg. Owen and Gabler, Cody and Dwight, all all the people advancing. Uh, again, really nice moment. Jeff called out it being a nice moment. Oh, everyone's helping. I'm like, well, of course everyone's helping. Who's not going to be there helping people get out of these nets? Yeah, like that, that's what people should be doing. I guess you could have people that aren't concerned with other humans, but that seems to have been something we've kind of left behind in Survivor. We yeah. don't have we don't have people out there just hardcore trying to win also kind of fits in with uh what happened at the end of the challenge this week with uh kim helping uh tommy yeah and and again and we'll, we'll talk about that on the, the challenge pod but tj handing out uh some some nice kudos which i really appreciated um as someone who coaches people yeah. when when he said hey like i see you crying at the end like that that lets me know that this means Be something careful. to you and Be i appreciate careful. it yeah. And I was like, I like that. So uh, anyhow, they, we went to phase two here. The planks that they gathered in phase one had to build a kind of a rope bridge. Dwight and Cody, really good at it. Carl and Cassie almost have it in the yeah. Falls. God, it was brutal. <laughs> and then James and Ryan pretty much have it. And then when their planks fall, wow. so so it ends up being uh, Owen and Gabor that joined Dwight and Cody in the final. And that's where we go to, to individuals where it's this pulley bucket uh, with 25% of your body weight in, in water weight in that bucket, which I feel like this challenge, there are no women in it, but probably favors the women. Cause like, regardless of it's a percentage, like the smaller of weight that you put in there, the, the easier it's going to, to be on your, just friction wise yeah. on your, on your hands, not strength wise, but like 
ripping skin wise off of your hands. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Like you can see Cody at the very end. Like he is, I mean, he's a strong guy, but like just cannot keep that grip anymore. I mean, your body just gives out on it. So, I mean, Dwight started slipping away almost immediately. Owen was next to drop, and we're down to Gabler and Cody. Cody ends up dropping. Like Gabler was awesome. Like super yeah. inspired by so many people back home that he's come across in his life. Like his pulley barely moved. Yeah, and when he did, when it would move, he would take it all the way back to the top instead yeah. of not just up an inch. It'd be like four or five, you know, half a foot. Which, which is probably better to be do, moving than having to just hold. Yeah, yeah, because like, it kind of releases some of the muscle at different points. Exactly, like your your muscles aren't just locked yes. in one place. I mean, he beasted this comp, set a new survivor record at this particular comp, and really impressive and it almost looks at the camera and says like, that's why we, why you play survivor. And then they cut the commercial and it's like, Jeff's like, do, do I need to say more? Sign up for survivor. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> it was great, great product, unintentional product placement. Yeah. That was also awesome. Like he's looking at Cody and was like, Hey man, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. And, like he wasn't trying to get Cody to fall out. He just like kept, you know, Hey, let's keep going. Let's get the next record and next yeah. record. I mean, kind of going back to, you know, people helping each other out and helping to motivate, you know, it's great. Yeah. One. And, I think might buy him some favor with people that are maybe unhappy with him for, for whatever reason in camp, just like his story, his positivity, his ability to do that. And, and the great thing about survivor, unlike big brother is you can win every week, right? Yeah. You you can't just run through the house and big brother win an HOH every week, but you can do it here if, if you have the skills and we'll see kind of what happens. I think that Gabler, I think really what Gabler felt, on the wrong side of some people first ellie who was not on his like immediately off of his uh off of his uh <laughs> ellie was not in favor of him after after like being in favor of him for a minute uh i think just like at camp like he just had this rough first few days right and that first week was so rough on him i think just put a bad taste in people's mouth but like turns out he's kind of useful and kind of can be helpful and not just complete like old man you know screaming yeah. at clouds out here <laughs> yeah, he was a health liability there briefly and then yeah. righted that ship pretty quickly yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and no, I think it's a good good move for him. It's also like he, you know, said Noel is one of the inspirations, and you know, helped coach Cody on as well. So it's like maybe this is a kind of a, a new leaf for the rest of the the, the, the show. Yeah. Uh, so we went back to camp, and that's where another advantage came to fruition. Like, there's a floating bottle with a message in it at the water well, and but unfortunately, there's four people there when it's found. Uh, James, Owen, Sammy, and Dwight. They all know about it, and and. I don't know why there wasn't a mad sprint back to the camp. It was like, oh, well, we'll get it after the comp. And But then seemingly everyone knew James had it, even yeah. though there was no actual confirmation of him having it. Strange. It's like, y'all just going to let him have it and then go tell everyone he has it when you could have had it too? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have gone, like, tear the, we're tearing the shelter apart. Like, hey, James, where are you going? <laughs> so, but I mean, you're I, letting him have it. You can't be mad that he has it, though. Like, and you, and like, I get telling everybody that's fine, but it's once again, this, this group's a little too outspoken of everything. And it's like, okay, everyone knows James has it, you know? Okay. Yeah. Guess we'll just play around that. Yeah, and we still haven't seen knowledge's power work yet. No. Which did Janine, was she the one that had knowledge's power in the pocket? One of some, there, there's one that's already out there. Mm. Uh, and I should know that. And it's probably in their, in their, their lower third graphic on the screen, but I, I, I can't recall for sure. But that's when things start happening. Like James tells Cody about his advantage. And Cody knows James knows he has the bracelet. So Cody gets wise and has Jesse hold his bracelet. Janine hands her, so I, her idol or advantage. I can't recall over to Dwight. And then Noel gives her steal a vote to Owen all in a just in case uh, situation. 
which to the point of what I said earlier, like where does, where does Carlos sit? I don't know. That didn't get handed over. What's your, I mean, what do you, do you think this is why is all the handing off kind of stuff? I mean, for like one person, sure. But the fact that everybody swaps, it's like interesting, but this also goes back to everybody knows too much and there's way and everybody knows too much. And also uh, there's no one knows really where anything's going. Even though when we get to the vote, it seems like everyone kind of is on the same page for the most part, except for this vote. This vote said definitely a little more, a few more fractures, but I think that was always kind of the plan, the fractures from the vote anyway, just kind of spread around. But I do feel like everyone knows too much. And I spread this, spreading these things out kind of makes sense. But if everybody's doing it, then it kind of like, it kind of nullifies everything because no one's going to take a chance or everyone knows what you have anyway, because everyone's talked about what's happened. So yes, I get it. You don't lose it because somebody might guess it wrong, but like James also has four or five other people. You'd ask something to now that everything's been swapped hands. So, um, but the fact that Janine hands it over to Dwight, there's a subtle moment that I did not catch, but I kind of thought about later on that this really hurt Janine moving forward. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, um, we can touch on it now. I was going to touch on it later, but yeah. like, like once Jeff starts reading votes, an idol or an advantage cannot be handed back over. So like, uh, I didn't see it, but allegedly like Janine was like signaling. She like, was hey, exactly. Hey, give it back to me at tribal. But once Jeff starts reading votes, nothing can change hands. Right. You could see her reaching back and like kind of, like grasping because she was in front of him like grasping at a sock or his finger right there kind of like kind of getting his attention and like there was this and he didn't really flinch so uh, i wonder if that was like unspoken kind of thing or if it was more like desperation like let me see if i can get this and see what happens <laughs> yeah so i mean jeff the entertainment weekly always does great coverage of the challenge and they they had an article this week it was an interview with jeff like clarifying what what can happen with, with idols? Like, I mean, it's like when someone's evicted or excuse me, like, uh, so when someone's torch is snuffed, it's dead. Um, but also when, uh, once the votes start getting read, the nothing can change hands, uh, which I guess essentially makes it, it dead there as well. Yeah. So I was just, I was trying to look real quick at, uh, so, oh, it was Geo left with knowledge's power in his pocket. Dwight left with a hidden immunity idol in his pocket. James still has knowledge's power. Jesse has an idol. Carla has an idol. Owen has a steal of vote. That, mm. That's that's what's in play right now. Got it. So, um. something should be going back out, right? Because an, an idol went, yeah, was... went went was was flushed this week. So there should be something back out there for people to try to to gather next week. Uh, let's talk about tribal council. We, we had very tame tribal councils this year. Like, yeah. not a lot of information comes out. They're not live, which I actually like. I don't mind. Why the live tribal? Like, I'm sure is good for the contestants. It's not good for us as viewers. Like, we have no idea no. what's going on. Uh, like, if if they did a better like subtitling of the whispers, maybe. But it's just like it's chaos. Uh, anyhow, a lot of people very confident that they're not going home. Sammy, like, the only one being real there. Like, hey, like. I'm scared to death, guys. <laughs> I won't go home. And James does not play the advantage, which I would have figured out a way to make him play that advantage. Yeah. Like I would have like, hey, like, you're going home. Yeah. Even though if even if he wasn't, I would have I would have flushed that and like and maybe you maybe you flush the advantage and an idol, or you at least flush the advantage. I mean, he was super relieved once Dwight took over the uh over the vote count. It was kind of yeah. like 
I was like, dude, you, I mean, like, I get it. I mean, like, you don't really know what's happening, but at that point, it's like, you have something in your pocket and you didn't even use it and you're sweating bullets when you could have done something about it. Yeah. Good move though, to keep it in the long run. But at the short term, it's like, yeah. oh man, that was a chance. But, it, but, and now it sets us up for like weeks of like idle shuffling. Like, yeah. oh, well, who's holding who's idle and will they give it back to them when they need it at tribal? That's a good point. It's, I, Back to my point earlier, you need a ride or die. Yeah. And you need a ride or die that no one knows is your ride or die. Yeah. Which is, I, I understand, no small feat. But yeah. uh, James did get the first vote. And I'm sure at that point he was just uh, crapping rocks. Uh, James ends up taking two votes on the day one from Noel, one from Dwight. Um, Dwight got six, despite the girls sitting there the whole time, like, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Which one of those girls was Noel. And the other one, I think, was Janine, who weren't voting for Dwight. Uh, it was Cassie, Cody, James, Jesse, Carla, Ryan, and Sammy, the six that voted him out, while the other three, Janine, Owen, and Gabler, all put their votes on Ryan, which I it was probably coordinated a little bit that they, they split the votes between Dwight and Ryan, I would assume. That's what I think. That's what I think. I, I It makes me worried because this is like the second week in a row Ryan has gotten votes, and he's pretty high on him in my, in my, uh, my, my picks here. So I'm like, come on, dude. Like, he's... He's definitely good in the comps, but like he needs to start figuring out how to keep his name out of people's mouths outside of that because he's going to go home real fast if on a, in a one week yeah. that he's not paying attention. So yeah, somehow it escaped me. He's a he's a Texas guy. He's a yep. El, pa- El Paso, mm-hmm. which of course in Spanish means the Paso. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. um, Dwight left with Janine's idol in his pocket, and I'm I'm sure we're going to get some fallout of that this coming week. And and also like, will people believe her? That Dwight took her idol. That could be interesting too. All right. Like, oh, like no. hey. Like, we know you have an idol, Judy. Actually, no, I don't. <laughs> but, um, it'll be interesting to see kind of where the power ends up next week. We Next person that goes off is on the jury. So, um, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, Dwight is not on the jury, which means he goes on vacation instead of going to Ponderosa. Don't know which one sounds more fun. I guess it's more fun to stay involved with the game that you've wanted to be on and still get to be kind of part of it and go to tribal council. That, that's that's probably you, what you, you just played the game though. It's more like, hey, let me go eat and shower and live in <laughs> live it up a little bit. Sounds pretty good too. Yeah. Although like Ponderosa might not be terrible. No, it may not. We don't know much about it anymore. You know, like you don't get those behind the scenes things anymore. So actually we say that. I wonder next week, let's try to remember to see if there's a Ponderosa video. But, but they used to like tell us on TV, like, go, yeah. to, go to this website for interviews from Ponderosa. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe they don't do that because there's, they want to leave open the opportunity of like really shaking things up and being like, hey, there's a Big Brother Battleback competition. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Anyhow, to reach, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just making things up as I go along is what I do <laughs> here, on a, here on a Friday. Um. Anything else on Survivor before we look at our fantasy scores? Nope. Good episode. Looking forward to the next. You are still rolling to the top of the leaderboard on Fantasy for Reality for our Survivor 43 game. Not too late to sign up and play with your friends or your coworkers or colleagues. Will's Probst Pops Probst Posse. 2690 points um, spearheaded by really by by Cody and and, and Jesse doing doing the work there. Our good friend of the pod and we have Get him back on the show, Mr. Kenny Browder. He's significantly bringing up the rear with only 1,840 points while I sit in second place with 
striking distance, but gonna gonna need some some work out of uh, Gabler, Noel, Carla, and Cassidy, which I'm not super bullish on that crew. Yeah. I would I, keep an eye on on Kenny though down there with with Owen and Ryan. I think I like both of their 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 chances here coming down the stretch if they can be on the right side of the boat and maybe win a few things. Yep, a lot of game left. Not counting my my money yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk a little Bravo. Let's talk below deck med. I. I had I had been behind and then kind of plowed through some on the plane last week. Uh, it's a pretty solid season of, of and, and a good cast of characters. I feel like it's unfortunate that we've like turned over a few people, but uh, I, the the dynamic on with the the uh, the cabin crew or the the stew crew or whatever I'm trying to say the internal crew in the inside what's interior. the interior the interior thank you <laughs> it's very interesting I don't know what your take is on this group on that on that group. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, you have two people that are best friends, and one person doesn't feel like she fits in outside of the work dynamic. So, you know, that's always troubling. But, uh, N- Natalie is, wait, Natalie is the, N- the Nata- outsider here. Natalia, yeah, Natalia, Natalia, Natalia. She, she works, she's really good at her job, though. So it's like yeah. the fact that Tasha, Tasha knows that, but it's more like, I'm still that she still has the, I'm the chief stew kind of attitude. It's like, yes, but she's really good at her job. Take, listen to her because she's not wrong even though she might be coming at the right approach she's not wrong yeah. so i do appreciate the fact that they did get over it and because like they do get to work really well together it's not like they're a shitty crew it's like they work really yeah. well together when they're not fighting kyle is kind of a diva but he also needs to be put in check and i think he, he knows that as well but once he gets checked he backs down everything goes back to normal and the fact that everyone's like i'm gonna miss you everyone's gonna miss each other in this like you realize like they are deeper connections than just you know than we yeah. can uh we get let on sometimes you take away alcohol everyone in this crew gets along because yeah. <laughs> there's only problems when they start drinking. Well, uh, Natalia would say there's more than that because she's, she yeah. has to pull a lot of the, the morning work and duties, and she shouldn't have yeah. to. But but maybe, that is also coming. Maybe that's related to the late night late nights of drinking. Well, I mean, Tasha also is bad at deli- bad at being a boss, right? She's good at her job, but she's not good at like separating things and like addressing things, which is a real problem. Yeah. Where someone like Hannah, who may not be the best at her job, June, can June, directly Hannah, yeah, Hannah, yeah, she can actually she will address things to your face immediately. So, um, fortunately, usually you're falling apart by the time she addresses it, but she always addresses it. <laughs> and I kind of like Storm, but like he's definitely a dark one, and I. I feel like there's something coming, like another shoe is going to drop on with Storm, and which I guess only time will tell. I don't know how much more is left of this season. Not much. There's okay. uh, if you once once this, after this week, I think there's maybe like a couple episodes left. There's only like one charter left, so because this new show, Below Deck Adventure, started this week. I haven't gotten to watch it yet, but like like they were already filling the calendar. <laughs> now we have five shows. Um, there's also new Below Deck starting like in three weeks. Which I think that's the season where something happens to Captain Lee and Captain Sandy has to come take over for a while. Ah, uh, okay. There you go. Which, which I'm in. Um, yeah. And 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 you're going to be Captain Lee for Halloween next year. Since, since, <laughs> my buddy, my buddy pulled a great off. photo. And my buddy pulled it off way better a, lot, a couple years ago because he actually is graying. So like you'd have to do much of a change. He just had to darken his beard or gray his beard up more. Um, yeah. I feel like you can do it. Well, I think you can pull this off. You have, a, you, have a, you, have a, you have a beard. A beard. You just whiten your beard. Yeah, no problem. Paint, yeah, paint your hair. I mean, you, you could a, also you could also just whiten your hair and get a fake beard, and you'd be the Captain Lee too. Get you get you a sailor <laughs> shirt. Yeah, I was trying. I was I was trying to think through some really good, easily identifiable Bravo Halloween costumes, and I I, I didn't come up with a lot. Um, like I feel Carl. Like, 
put some tight tight white pants on. Yeah, well, I felt like <laughs> polo. Right, right show, but like I feel like Kyle's one of the more easily identifiable ones. You can do like a mullet wig and like some of his stuff. But then you're just a mullet guy in a mullet wig, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you need someone like with you wearing like a lover boy right. sweatshirt or something. Right, right. It's your mullet wig with a lover boy on or something. Right. And like as fun as it sounds, like there's not a lot of like easily identifiable unless you're wearing like a Tom Tom shirt or something, uh across the the Bravo universe. I, I was like I was kind of disappointed I couldn't come up with something better. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's there's definitely I mean like I'd say housewives are maybe easier to pull off because you could dress up pretty gaudy in a hair, certain hairstyle and walk around saying things that are very appropriate to the I mean, character. I could go as Mauricio and get an agency t-shirt or something. There you go. There you go. Which they, I think this week they launched a new show on Netflix selling Beverly Hills. It's, it's like selling sunset, but it's the agency. Mm. So Mo and his, his folks, I they think, need more money. I think so. Mo and like actually some of the daughters, the, at least the oldest daughter, it's Portia, the oldest daughter. Um, Probably is working there and i didn't even know until the, the last season of beverly hills that uh the oldest daughter is not um yep. mauricio's daughter yeah different marriage i had no idea that was a a big find anyhow um big reveal yeah i i'm embarrassingly behind on salt lake city i need to i need to put in put in put in the people's work there i've been staying focused on 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 our core shows need to get back on that although it, it doesn't quite have the same cachet as the major Mary Crosby and the major Jen Shaw storylines that we had last season. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, yeah. Haven't, we haven't even gotten into the Ponzi scheme, Whitney husband thing that yeah. happened in the off season. That seems to have been glossed over. Yeah. Uh, not to give anything away, but they're, uh, they do mention his firing on uh, the show. Okay. So. Go, we'll go for it. Anything no, else? That's it. That was kind of, it. that was okay. kind of it. They just mentioned it. It's really, and on the show, they relate it back to the fact that he's married to Whitney, that, some of the things that's come off on the show that he's a part of because he was head of sales or one of the sales head of sales that it doesn't look good for their brand. Plus, he was also working in a cosmetic or like beauty line, which competes with Wild Rose. So oh. some conflict of interest, some other suppose, and that's this is what they say on the show. Now you know this is a TV show, so it could be something else, but um, they address it. Gotcha. Anything else, um, reality or Bravo wise, you want to hit on? No, uh, no, not, not at the moment. Uh, I, I am caught up on the adventure, which adventure is very much follows the below deck uh, franchise model. But the fact that they are will be getting off the boat more, it's a different. They're not on open seas. They're in Nor- Norwegian waters, which are basically giant rivers, which is a whole different experience. A lot more. These things are super deep, so it's not exactly the same uh, landscape or uh, water. So it's pretty interesting. I think we we'll definitely see some, uh, some, some fun stuff happening here, but um, yeah, de- uh, but you, it doesn't feel too much far removed from an actual, just regular below deck, below deck meds. So. Would that, would that be smaller boats or uh, not? Probably not as, yeah, this boat's definitely not as big as some of those. It's not a small boat though, but it's not like the home boat we're seeing yeah. now or something like that, but home. Um, still home. Well, that's the name of this boat. Yeah. So yeah, Fair. it seems interesting so far though. Very good. Well, um, that's the mixed bag for this week. Reminder to check out, bachelor in paradise pod over on the bachelor nation uh feed as well as the challenge pod with the most recent episode of ride or dies uh before we got here well you want to remind everybody where they can find us online also twitter at after reality pod like the after reality tv podcast page on facebook follow us on instagram at after reality podcast subscribe or download them spotify apple google amazon or stitcher and check out the website after reality podcast.com find me at eiffel over 45 on instagram and twitter find me on the twitter at Spencer Kitley, and until we chat again, this tribe has spoken.